All right. Um, hello, I'm Kitty. And uh, thank you, Jill, for scheduling this the week after Cynthia's talk, because this really feeds one story into another. She, she talked about how the Pope uh, put out an encyclical saying, hey, we've got to take care of this place because, uh, you know, we all live here. And he's, I think he specifically talked about how it affect, how uh, pollution and environmental issues affect the poor uh, more than they affect others. But uh, I brought props today as well. These are the used candle bits that get left over here. Yeah, that'll come up in a minute. Um, since the first time I gave this talk about eight years ago, the news about our ecology has not improved. Um, our oceans absorb about 90% of the heat that we're adding to the atmosphere. And you probably heard in the news recently how the water off the Florida Keys was a um, hot tub temperature of 104 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, that gain that the oceans are absorbing every day is equivalent to two nuclear bombs every second of the day. I can't fathom that. I don't know if you can. It's, um, it just shocks me. Uh, and it, that's, that's the appropriate reaction. You should feel shocked. Fast fashion. Uh, sends barely used clothes to our landfills that are already overflowing. The cloth making process pours solvents and sulfuric acid into our oceans. And uh, all of those landfills are poisoning our groundwater. There are no landfill seals that actually work. 100% of them have been shown to leak. They're leaching into our groundwater. That's our groundwater. Um, landfills also produce methane, which is uh, adding to that heat gain. You may have noticed I've referred to all of these landforms and waters as ours. My faith tells me that my body is a moat of the earth and my blood is a drop of ocean. Science kind of agrees with this. Um, Cynthia made this point same, same point last week from the Catholic point of view. I'm Wiccan and pagan and she's... Uh, Catholic, and, and I don't know what else. Uh, you, you, obviously. Everything we do to this planet, we do to ourselves, and we do to each other. This is personal. A lot of people believe that climate change doesn't affect them. It's already affecting them. It's already affecting everybody. I've been a greenie all my life, hence the shirt. <laughs> Over the course of my adulthood, which uh, my adulthood is 36 years old, you do the math, um, I have developed more and more green habits. I've done this slowly. I've done this with care and with caution. I'm going to give you a lot of information today. Please don't go home and go, I can't do all that. No, you can't. It's okay. If you can do one thing that I suggest today, you're doing better than you did yesterday. So. With that in mind, uh, you've probably heard things like turn off the water when you brush your teeth and use cloth shopping bags and run several errands on one car trip. These are great practices. I have more ideas that I have experienced in myself and I hope I have organized them by the place in the home where they occur in hopes that that will help uh, you uh, sort of visualize them or mentally recall what I've, what I've explained to you today. Um, Okay, so my first area is the laundry. Um, the recommended amount of detergent is maximized. When you read the label, it tells you how much to use. They're telling you 
this, the, the amount that's absolutely going to work no matter what. They do that to reduce customer complaints. They also do that to sell more product. Middle Tennessee, we have hard water. That suggested amount is probably appropriate. But if you have a water softener in your home, cut your, your use in half. Uh, that goes for water softener as well as fabric softener. Uh, baking soda also softens your water. Maybe add that to your, to your wash and that can also deodorize. So I always use baking soda in, with, when I wash the sports clothes. Um, it also can uh, get rid, help get rid of stains. If you've ever heard of using club soda to get rid of, to soften up a stain when it first happens, it's the same thing, it's soda. Soda uh, re reduces things from attaching to each other. Acid helps things get together. Um, let's see. Vinegar is also, vinegar, opposite of soda, acid. Vinegar is antiseptic and it melts soap scum. I use it as fabric softener. You know the little cup in your washing machine for fabric softener or whatever you use? That's where I, I just pour vinegar in there. I, I barely use fabric softener anymore. Uh, it will especially good for when you're washing your towels because towels absorb soap scum and vinegar will rinse away soap scum. Uh, so that's, yeah. Natural fibers don't need fabric softener at all. A lot of people don't realize that. You put them in the tumble dryer, they don't need fabric softener. You need fabric softener for plastic clothes like polyesters and acrylics. I literally separate my clothes by the natural fibers and the unnatural fibers. And yes, I have, we have both. Let's see. Uh, another suggestion and is to hang your bed sheets on a, dry, on a clothesline to dry. I could suggest that you hang all of your laundry, but I've done that, and it's intense, um, especially if you have a full-time job. It's a lot to hang up. Socks. <laughs> so if there's one thing you can hang dry, choose your uh, bed sheets. Uh, there's more than one reason to do that, and that is if you get that nightly exposure to pollen and the natural uh, things that come to you in the air, that helps re build up your um, exposure and that reduces allergies. It's not going to get rid of it entirely, but it will help. Uh, let's see, what's next? Um, oh, that's all of that. Also, it smells better when you hang them to dry. They actually sell that as a scent now. Oh, it's the fresh air scent. <laughs> so the bathroom. Um, speaking of scent, go unscented whenever you can when you're buying products that uh, are used to wash or you know, obviously maybe not for air freshener. But go unscented. Fragrance is a chemical that causes hormone disruptions. And a lot of people are allergic to it. It's almost always the ing an ingredient, it'll just say fragrance, that is a specific chemical. Um, going unscented will get rid of that entirely. There are of course also natural scents like lemon and orange and uh, sage and lavender. Those are, those are exempted from my go unscented uh, suggestion. Bath soaps, shampoo and conditioner, gels, lotions, deodorants, laundry detergent, fabric softener, room fresheners can all contain fragrance. Um, most perfumes, by the way, are just those oils, natural oils, and rubbing alcohol. I, I make my own perfume. Rubbing alcohol, myrrh, which is an oil, uh, patchouli, another oil, and uh, lavender or 
orange. I usually use orange. Um, and you can add all of those to your laundry if you want your laundry to smell nice. They sell little bottles of oil at the health food store. Uh, let's see. Where's, I keep saying let's see. That's because I have to look at this again. Um, the suggestion I had earlier, reducing the amount of soap you use, that's true of your shampoo as well. It says repeat if necessary. Most people think it is necessary. It almost never is. When you're washing your hair, wash it once. Uh, going past that, um, I haven't used shampoo in about six years. Um, I stopped it because I wanted to use natural, uh, natural things. I've used vinegar, to wash, vinegar rinse to wash my hair. Do not put straight vinegar on your hair. It's this much vinegar and this much water. So uh, use that, wash your hair. Uh, it's uh, definitely more labor intensive. I've used um, chickpea flour. You can use um, egg, those are protein washes. Don't do that too often because that will destroy your hair if you do it repeatedly. If you do it, it's one of those things where a little bit goes a long way. Um, yeah, so the, look if you can, it's more expensive. Look for a natural soap and a body wash and hair wash. Then ingredients will be soap instead of sodium laureth sulfate. Literally they named sodium laureth Sulfate, a pretty name to make it sound better. Loreth has, I think, nothing to do with what it's actually made of. It just sounds pretty. So they put it on soap names. It's a detergent. It's not a bad thing necessarily, but it's not a good thing really either. When, so when detergent gets into the water supply, it stays in the water supply. It breaks up the surface tension of water, which makes it impossible for a lot of insects to leave, live. Maybe you don't like bugs, but we need them. Um, Specifically, birds need them because bugs are bird food. So um, I mentioned earlier that I don't use deter uh, shampoo on my hair anymore. I also don't use soap when I wash. Scrubbing does more for you than soap does. Uh, soap is not good for your skin. Detergent is not good for your skin. Scrubbing is what people did for millions of years. They would use sand or uh, natural materials or you know uh, uh, plants and just scrub. So when you're in the bath, try that once and see how that works for you. I'm not saying don't use deodorant. I'm just saying try maybe a scrub down. And you know, they, they sell the loofahs. I have a uh, nylon brush. It, yeah, that's, that's supposed to be a brush. Uh, I have a nylon brush that I've had for about 35 years. It's, uh, it definitely falls in the reuse section of the reduce, reuse, recycle. Uh, Let's see, so your skin will be better off. You're gonna use less water that way because you don't have to rinse off the soap. You're not gonna use soap if you, if you try scrubbing. You'll spend less time in the bath and you'll spend less on toiletries. You end up saving money, which is a good idea. Um, there's also the suggestion of doing the camp shower when you're taking a shower. I can only do this during the summer. Uh, the camp shower or the navy shower is when you turn the water on, turn it off in order to soap up, turn it back on in order to rinse off. That's a water saving suggestion. Uh, very much the same as people say, turn off the water when you're brushing your teeth. And so that's why you have two hands, one to brush your teeth and one to turn the water on and off. <laughs> Another suggestion in winter, this is um, something that my child will remember. When you're, in your, when you're showering in the winter, plug the drain and the water will fill up and the heat from that will heat up the bathroom and your feet will get a really nice soak. We, we heat up all this water, it takes a tremendous amount of energy, and then we just whoosh, send it all away. 
save a little bit of that in, in winter, not in summer, obviously. Um, maybe you've also heard the suggestion, water saving suggestion, if it's yellow, let it mellow. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's another one of my very favorite things to suggest. T-shirt rags. This is one of my very favorite things. Um, old t-shirts, instead of sending them off to the landfill, people used to use rags all the time. People didn't have tissues and, and paper, uh, paper towels. They had rags. And if, you've, if you catch a cold and you use these instead of, instead of paper, your face will thank you. It is the paper that dries out your face that makes your nose raw when you have a cold, much more so than the illness itself. Um, this is just about the size of a washcloth, and, um, and I still am fond of that shirt. I'm sorry that it got holes in it. Um, but I have a, a giant basket on the back of my toilet where these live, and uh, we use them anytime. I use them to, to clean the windows and the mirror. I use them to wipe down the sink. I use them on my face. When there was a toilet paper crisis that y'all might remember from a couple years ago, you can use them instead of toilet paper for when you urinate. I still use the toilet paper for the other. <laughs> I think you'd need a diaper pail otherwise. I, I, we have a, a dedicated basket that they go in to, uh, to go to the wash. And when I wash them, I wash them with my towels in hot water with the vinegar, like I was telling earlier, that sanitizes it all. They come out perfectly clean. I've been doing this for about 15 years. It's probably saved me over $1,000, just, just in facial tissues alone. Another suggestion coming up, um, oh wait, no, that's kitchen. Oh, we'll come back to that. Uh, oh wait, I actually scrolled down to kitchen. I thought I was still on bath. Am I done with bath? Oh, yes, we started buying the Who Gives a Crap brand toilet paper during the pandemic. It's hilarious. It's also made from 100% recycled paper. Uh, and even their ads are funny. Uh, so, you know, the ads that pop up in, in, on your social media and in your, in your email, they're fun. Who gives a crap? The puns are endless. Uh, okay, now kitchen. Instead of Paper towels use towels. You probably already have kitchen towels. Maybe you got them as a present. Maybe you bought them because they were cute. Use them. Use them, that's what they're for. Um, what I do is I buy new towels for the bathroom. And when they start to get a little bit ragged, I'll cut the tag off and that tells me when I'm, when I'm doing the laundry, that tells me, oh yeah, this goes to the kitchen. Um, so the kitchen towels are old bathroom towels. Um, the, kitchen the kitchen washcloths, I have a basket of washcloths, old washcloths that have, you know, kind of worn maybe some holes in them. That's what we use when we need to clean up things or when we need to scrub things or what, you know, anything like that. You can reuse, you can wash, you can reuse. You don't have to buy paper and then throw it away. But there's more on that. Uh, vinegar. Remember we were talking about vinegar earlier? You can use vinegar to clean your sink. You don't have to use, you know, some product that's a strange color that comes from the grocery store. You can use plain vinegar. Wipe down your sink. If it's really grody, follow that up with baking soda to scrub it and rinse it away. Vinegar does have a strong smell. A lot of people don't like that. I use apple cider vinegar. It smells better. I also use white vinegar, but sometimes, you know, Apple cider is what I like to use instead. That's what's in here. Uh, 
vinegar and a squirt of soap in the top and this is uh, when you got like serious things you got to clean like the shower that's what I use yes I dropped it and fixed it with some uh, tape um, I have another bottle that's full of dish water filled up with warm water and a big squirt of soap uh, the same kind of bottle and yes the same kind of label I'm very fancy aren't I yes uh, <laughs> My child loves, has the little label maker and will make nice labels and I do not bother. Um, I haven't, the, the, dish, the dish soap we use if you just need to wash one, one dish or something like that also works on um, aphids and spider mites if you have them, if you have house plants. House plants are another very good thing to have in your house. Um, but yeah, to clean the countertops, to clean, um, to, it, to wash your hands, that's my husband uses it mostly for that and he also uses it to kill the flies that come into our windows soap down the window anyway uh, when you're looking for cleaning products please look for ones that have clear ingredients like lemon oil and soap and ascorbic acid if you can buy those you know that each time you do that that makes a difference that's one of the reasons I started buying these guys it's all natural stuff that uh, no plastics there's a lot of brands, this is just one that they're doing that now. Um, any brand that you find where they have removed the water from the product and they're selling you a sheet of soap, you know, or a, um, the, or, uh, uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. I have not purchased that. These are little pods, so, okay. I'm, so, I'm starting to get distracted now. Okay, so now, just on to the house in general. Um, I know this is going to be a difficult one for a lot of you. Please be patient with me. Your thermostat. If you can set it one degree closer to the outside temperature, one degree, it will make a difference in your electric bill. It will also make a difference to your body. We want to be the most comfortable. I know, we're, we're animals, these, these are animal bodies. Everybody wants it to be cold inside when it's hot outside. Just ease up slightly on that. Try to get a little bit closer to the outdoor temperature. The shock of going indoors and outdoors when your indoor temperature is so very different from what it is outside is not good for your system. That's one of the, that makes, that, that affects your immune system. It makes it more difficult for, you to, for your immune system to be resilient. If you're like, no way I'm changing my thermostat, I understand. Just a suggestion, that's why I suggest one degree. I, I did two degrees and then two degrees again the following year and we're down to crazy temperatures that most people would never consider. I set it at 64 in winter. I hate the cold. I still have it set at 64 in winter. Um, another suggestion that you might enjoy actually, curtains and drapes. They are very effective in, uh, in adding to the R value of your house. Your walls might be an R15 or 20 or something like that, but your windows are only ever at best going to be R5. So curtains and drapes do have to be used correctly, and I'm going to use a demonstration now. Ta-da! Right here. This is what you want your curtains and drapes to do. You want them to touch the ground. If they don't, you're actually going to have a deleterious effect where the air between the, the drape and the window 
cools, sinks, and flows out into your room in the winter, or heats up, rises, and heats up your room. This stops it. So in my house, I have sheer curtains next to the window, which has the added bonus of keeping your windows clean, which was a, a nice. I went to like, I like took them all down one year and was gonna wash the windows and it's like, nothing's coming off. Oh yeah, the curtains are here. They're keeping them clean. I just washed the curtains. Um, I have sheer, just sheer curtains will do, will help. Drapes help even more. And you can get the soundproof drapes nowadays, the blackout drapes that will help you sleep better. They will insulate your house and they will block out sound so you don't have to listen to you know, your neighbor's car starting at five o'clock in the morning. Um, I don't always keep the drapes closed, but in cold snaps, I do close them. It helps a lot. Okay, you can also get an energy assessment of your home. You can hire people to do this, or maybe you can just buy yourself a thermal camera if you're into that kind of thing and DIY your house and check for air leaks. Um, if you, uh, some caulk and some spray foam. Yeah, they're not natural, but they can save you so much. We spent $400 on blown insulation. Um, now that was my husband doing it, so we didn't have to pay somebody to do it, but that was the, the, the blow-in insulation and the, um, the, the giant machine that you use where you put the blocks in and the blah, blows all the things. Paid for itself in three months, actually under three months, two and a half months. Uh, just, just putting insulation into her house. So a lot of people think that insulation is expensive. It pays for itself. It does, it does, it's an investment. Um, he's also gone around with um, the foam insulation and found leaks and uh, just over time, our energy bill has, is less than half of what it used to be. And that adds up fast. Another suggestion, and this is a big one. Um, get a white or a light colored roof. Anybody south of Pittsburgh and Indianapolis and Boulder, Colorado, that's 40 degrees latitude. Anybody south of there needs a light colored roof. Um, in the summer, you get that light colored roof, it's going to reflect the heat. You can use your attic space. You're not going to be, uh, you're not going to be spending all that money on the air conditioning. You would be, it's shocking what the difference is in your air conditioning. When you, I've done this in my old house and we've done this in the new house. My husband, we have a metal roof. He painted our metal roof a light gray. And I was sitting in the apartment as he was working above me. It was an 80 degree day in April, which didn't used to happen very much. Um, and I felt the temperature in the room drop as he worked overhead. It's amazing. Um, it also helps in winter. A lot of people don't realize this. When the sun is out in winter on a dark roof, it's going to create a thermal updraft, which is going to pull cold in to your house. So the area around your house gets a constant cold influx of air with that thermal updraft of hot air coming off. You're probably thinking, I'm not going to replace my roof. Are you kidding? At some point, you may have to replace your roof. Remember this, a light tan or the white shingle, which is actually a light gray, so it's not like blinding glaring. It's a really lovely silvery color, uh, will help you a lot. Uh, you can also paint shingles. 
if you're good with trying to do that. I have not. I've had to buy a roof and, and painted it. Um, the metal roofing, a lot of people think, oh, well, it's just natural metal, it's going to be reflective. It's not. Uh, a painted white roof is, or light colored roof is much better. Okay, so now we've talked about the, the kitchen, the bath, the house. Now I want to talk to you. Um, there's a lot of people who want to eat organic. I understand that, and that's a very good thing to do, but eating local is better for the earth. Things that travel a less far, things that travel farther carry more carbon. If it doesn't have to travel far to get to you, you're saving a lot. Um, also, if the food you eat is grown in the soil that you come in contact with, you know, on the wind or as you walk or in the air, also helps to reduce allergies. It's uh, I, I don't know that that's exactly been proven, but there's very strong correlation that um, allergies can happen because your body does not recognize the earth that your food grew in, if that makes sense. Um, any flower garden that you grow can also include plants. Basil, tomatoes, peppers, even squash plants are beautiful enough to fit into a, uh, a flower garden. If you happen to live with an HOA, you can just say, these are flowers, look, tomatoes have flowers. <laughs> squash blossoms are gorgeous. Um, so that's the most local you can get is, you know, your yard. That's the reason people have yards is so that we can grow things and also play frisbee. Um, carry a refillable water bottle like the one that I left at my seat and intended to bring up here. Um, there's filtered water available now in the hallway here. They're doing that at work. The one at work that I have at work, that we have at work has a little counter on it that tells you how many water bottles you've saved. If you take my water bottle and you wash it in hot water, having dumped all the water out of it and refill it, you're using less water than just the gasoline that it takes to travel a water bottle from the manufacturer to you. Believe me, you're saving. The amount of water that it takes to create the plastic that, your water that if you purchase a bottle of water is more than, the, more than the water than if you were to wash your reusable cup. I hope that all of that came across. I feel like I'm stuttering. Um, also, something you may not realize, most bottled water is just some city's water. They just bottle it up and ship it to you from Atlanta or from Memphis or from Chicago. It's like, it's not good water, it's just water. Natural Springs they can call it that without having to actually go to a natural spring. Besides, those natural springs come from aquifers that were busy putting landfill juice in. So, um, some people prefer distilled water. Please do not always drink distilled water. Distilled, you need the minerals from groundwater. It's how we've always done. Distilled water does not have any minerals in it. Might be your safest in uh, water at some times, but just be aware that it's not necessarily better for you. <laughs> the biggest problem with water that comes out of your tap is chlorine. Thank you, chlorine, for stopping cholera. We appreciate you. Chlorine is not really safe to drink. All you have to do is let it sit for 30 minutes. Chlorine evaporates, and then your water's safer. Um, another suggestion. Compost. No. Everybody says no. Okay, everybody, no. 
layers, layers turning. No, no. Dig a hole in your yard, put stuff in it, put the dirt back on top, done. You don't have to do all the fancy things. That's called pit composting. It works really well. I've done it for a long time. The only problem I ever have is if a raccoon comes and digs up some of the uh, eggplant and you know, it's like, oh, look, and then I have to bury it again. That's it. You, composting is not difficult. Um, any kitchen waste that is uh, plant-based and also eggshells and co you know, coffee grounds, eggshells, tea bags. If, if you can do this once, you'll, you'll be like, why haven't I not always done this? Um, can, can you do cheese? Can cheese go in the, in the ground? I think you'll definitely get mice digging if, if you put cheese in the ground, though. Well, you have dogs, though. Yeah. So, yeah, compost is not hard. Uh, I can't do all that fancy stuff. So, um, also, you can compost paper hygiene items. You can compost cotton balls. You can compost cotton swabs if you get the kind that have the paper tube. You can, those facial tissues that I told you not to buy earlier, you can actually compost those <laughs> if you do buy them. You can compost toilet paper if you feel like uh, carrying it outside. <laughs> Not saying you have to. Um, another suggestion for you is if you get hot in summer, I'm not actually going to open it, I'm just going to pretend I'm going to. You probably have one of these in your car. This is a sunshade. Did you know that the parasol is older than the umbrella? People carried sunshades for thousands of years. That's what this is. Yes, it's also handy if it happens to start raining. That can help you feel more comfortable in summer, which lasts a thousand years every year here in the, in, in the South, uh, and reduce your need for air conditioning. Another nice thing I was mentioning earlier, you can make perfume with rubbing alcohol and essential oil. Buy peppermint oil. Get a sprayer, essential, uh, peppermint essential oil and alcohol, and you have a cooling spray. Just whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. so much, so very nice. Like I said earlier, if you want to make changes, make them slowly. That's, that goes for anything. If you, I'm going on a diet, make that change slowly. If you, I'm going to go green, make these changes slowly. Try one thing. See how you adapt to it. First, you'll be enthusiastic. Then you'll be like, why am I doing this? This is such a pain in the ass. And then you'll be like, oh yeah, I used to do that thing. Try to do it again. Try again. We've got to do this. Um, it's not really optional anymore. We used to think it was a good idea. Now it's a become an essential idea. Oh, did I point out my, my shopping bags earlier, my bag of bags? Kind of like King of Kings if you were raised in the Christian church. Bag of bags. <laughs> Sorry, a little call back there. Um, if you make one change, you're doing good. Give it time, get used to it, see how it's different from what you're already doing now. Maybe that takes you a month, maybe that takes you six months. Once it seems normal, then try another practice. Um, you'll save money. A lot of people don't realize that you can save money being green. Everybody talks about, oh, it's more expensive. That's people selling you things. Look for, there's other, there's other things you can do. You'll be healthier, you'll save money, the world will be healthier. Remember, you're a moat of earth. You are a drop of ocean. Everything that we do to the earth, we're doing to ourselves. Thank you. <laughs>